0: You're listening to The Medical Evangelist. This podcast is designed to encourage Christian health professionals or students to normalize their love for faith and medicine. This show is about the life of a medical evangelist. If you're wondering what this role is, just stick around. This role became a reality in 2019 when God inspired me to resume the pursuit of medicine and continue the call of ministry on my life. What I am learning is Hope professionals are spiritual and natural healers that please God. I know many others have this call and are looking for a safe space to combine the two. Well, guess what? This is your podcast. It is designed to encourage, connect, build, and grow your passion for ministry and medicine. My name is Anise, and I'm your host. With much love, let us begin. Hello, and welcome to the Medical Evangelist Podcast the show where the love of ministry and medicine connects. I'm your host, Inise, and today we're going to talk about what is a medical evangelist. First off, let me reintroduce myself. I am Inise, also known as Any. I'm a Nigerian-American who was born and raised in Southern U.S. Since I am rebranding myself, just want to give a heads up about episodes one through five. First off, episodes one through five are a pilot. Is a pilot, just me launching, getting started, just jumping with, with you know, two feet into doing a podcast. Um, So I want you guys to follow my journey as I grow in this industry, as I grow with sharing my stories, sharing uh, my passions and sharing my love for faith and um, the medical uh, career. Okay, I just wanted to get that out there. But when you realize or have a chance to listen to those episodes, especially episodes one and three, you will see some of the content I'm talking about. It looks like some of it could be unfolding um, and we're moving towards that direction. And the episode is called To Be or Not To Be a Martyr. So check it out if you get a chance. I am a firm believer in starting and perfecting something later. Um, It's about obeying God immediately and not worried about my effort, but... You know, doing everything in word and deed in the name of Jesus, according to Colossians, the book of Colossians, I believe it's 316. When you get a chance, to check that out too. <laughs> but today begins the turn of a new leaf. We are in 2021 and I will record some episodes and post some podcast uh, shows on things that would happen in 2020. We were in a pandemic. We were through a shutdown. You know, we didn't have to go into work and... You know, I spent a lot of time with God, and there was a lot of revelations and a lot of things revealed to me, and I wrote them down, but I did not um, spend, uh, put in time to do a podcast, the whole of 2020. So um, I only my last episode was 2019, and I talk about that um, in another podcast called Resume the Pursuit Number 2 um, and some other things uh, that I will uh, post later on um, soon. But my focus is always to be my authentic self. I want to share my life, my passions, my opinions, and research on a subject matter as a medical evangelist. So what and who is a medical evangelist? It's a person who has faith in God, who may be a pre-health student or a health professional, um, working as a nurse, uh, a doctor, pharmacist, a medical um, science liaison, clinical trial operator, coordinator, whatever it is. But they... Um, are very, very big on their faith in God. And their lifestyle shows that they are a child of God, uh, shows their faith, and it shows that they're passionate about whatever they put their heart to do, whether it's medicine, um, nursing, pharmacy, whatever it is. That is a medical evangelist. This person, um, and this is, I want to encourage you to want to publicly be a medical evangelist as well. This person, um, don't go into the, you know, workplace preaching, hey, every day you see them, they're just preaching, you know, the gospel of Jesus, um, like a pastor would. No, they're more strategic and their focus more so is their lifestyle, how they treat people, how they treat, um, their patients, you know, them going in to God about their patients, difficulties, adversity, how they respond and their life is to mimic Jesus. Okay. And, um, and their heart is for the service of God and mankind. So I wanted to first off, let's define that. And then I wanna share my experience as a medical evangelist. And then thirdly, I want to talk about how me becoming a medical evangelist was birthed since I was young at the age of eight and how I didn't really understand my role and my call and that God wanted me to birth this movement of faith medicine or ministry medicine um, with the title medical evangelist until 2019, so I'm going to discuss all that today. Okay, so I was a cancer clinical research, uh, cl- cancer clinical research coordinator, and the, uh, in that role, we we experienced a lot of patients' death. A lot of the patients that come to us, you know, they are oncology patients. With I was working with gastrointestinal cancers, and a lot of these patients um, came with maybe months to uh, weeks left to live. And uh, their prognosis was very bad. And they came to trust um, an experimental drug that, you know, was in the, the beginning stages of creating um, not a cure, but a treatment to treat uh, cancer chronically or long term or even wipe it out as a cure. There are some patients that, you know, they get uh, no disease growth anymore after their first dose. Uh, sometimes we completely can wipe it out 30% disease, um, uh, shrinkage, or it can get to where it's a hundred percent, a hundred percent, excuse me, no, uh, disease burden, no more growth. Um, and we can't even identify it on a CT scan or MRI It's completely supernaturally and miraculously gone because of some of the treatment. And we saw a lot of that with immunotherapies, um, immunotherapies, or, um, sometimes people had good responses with the uh, typical chemotherapies. But those are the experiences that I had, with uh, the treatments that I had, um, enrolling patients and things of that nature. But during this time, God was really working on my heart and I really saw the works of a medical evangelist. I saw the works of a medical evangelist in the sense of that there were opportunities that I could share the gospel with some patients or I could pray with patients, you know, hug them, uh, console them um, when they're crying, um, just being there a voice or just being a a companion for them during their tough time and this diagnosis and things of that nature. And, um, and God used me mightily and I am very, very grateful for the opportunity. I'm no longer uh, a clinical research coordinator, but the experience I had with patients, I I will never forget. It opened up um, a lot of doors with me spiritually, um, and physically, um, I do believe that when I'm done in my current role as a medical school student, I will think to look back into doing research at a later date and time. But clinical research has a special place in my heart. There were times where God used me um, and I was able to see, you know, when a patient maybe, you know, not going to make it or going to, you know, die soon. And I would see it as like a vision in their face on an obituary or something like that and and that is called the prophetic or um, a prophetic experience and if you're not familiar with that area, it's just where you're able to have an encounter with um with the Lord um, or the Holy Spirit speaking with you through a vision a dream a vision is like you're wide awake, but you're seeing some like pictures in in your mind or is playing like a video, like you're actually seeing actions take place. Now, I didn't really know what was happening as I was growing up, but that happened to me a lot when I was younger. And what I was learning was God was trying to speak to me to pray about things. And I thought it was just me assuming things. And I would even mention some of the things I would see to people, like an opinion. And people would say, you know, stop assuming that that's what they're thinking. Stop thinking negative. But they didn't really know that the Lord was working on my heart. And now that um, I've grown in the faith and I, I was able to seek the Lord and um, develop... Um, a close relationship with the Lord where I'm able to identify his voice and know him um, from myself. I'm able to see that it was the Lord showing me those things. And so now I'm able to um, improve and increase in the way that the Lord wants me to improve and increase. So my first experience as a medical evangelist started when I was um, young. It was birthed at the age of eight. My mother, Dorothy, was a nurse and and an evangelist. And she battled sickness and infirmity since she was a child and so that gave me the opportunity to um interact in hospitals and go you know see the patient patient and doctor encounters um because my mom was a patient a lot and my eyes was open to that world and I always wanted to you know I'm like mom who are those people that wear white coats I always wanted to um be you know like those people because they, to me, they were saving my mother's life. And she would say, they're doctors, they're doctors, you know, and it's a wonderful career. Are you thinking about doing that? And I would say, yeah, I want to take care of people like that, mama. Um, And that was the birth of my love for medicine. Since that time, I've always made sure to stay close to learning about medicine, volunteering, getting a job in the health field. I was um, an emergency medical scribe for six years and then I did cancer clinical research for two years so about 10 years I was in the health field just learned a lot and it has really 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 paid off now as a medical student and we'll go into that later at another time in another episode um about my medical s- school journey um but shortly after that same year I always used to notice my mom pray a lot and it seemed like it just seemed like this year I was well this particular year as the, at the age of eight I was able to pay attention to a lot of things that was going on. So I talked about how the, you know, my love and birth for medicine started. But then seeing my mom, you know, pray a lot and always, you know, go to God during the hard times in her life with, you know, maybe a bad diagnosis or a surgery she had to go through. You know, we would always pray. And I start realizing the importance of prayer and realizing how important it was to develop a relationship with God and to know God that you can't see him But he's the God of the heaven and earth that he is the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and that, you know Jesus is his son and that we pray always pray to him and learning how to pray and learning how to you know repent and acknowledging our confessing our sins and acknowledging we were wrong and always asking God to create in us a clean heart and Renew a right spirit. That will will be one thing I always would hear my mom say and then it was um other things she would always say but that was like one thing I remember in particularly Um, that she would just always make sure she never severs her connection with God by staying humble, um, and connecting with God through prayer. And so my mom experienced multiple miracles in her life, multiple miracles, and she just knew God personally. And she always would say that she would take God with her to her workplace as a nurse. And so she worked as a nurse all the the way up until she got really, really sick. And, um... And to that point, we saw miracles consistently from her having a heart attack and being in ICU to recovering and her life was extended and she just was able to see us grow up. So one Sunday at church, I was moved with the passion and service and I had made up mind that, okay, I want to be baptized and I want to share the gospel like my mama. I want to, you know, be baptized of water and the spirit and of fire according to Acts 2.38 because that's what we learned in the church I grew up Um, in. It states, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. And be baptized, for. uh, sorry, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I believed every word that was written and was baptized by being submerged underwater in the name of Jesus. And that same day, I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It was a supernatural experience. I was praising God so much after the water baptism. I had so much unspeakable joy that church had ended, and I was still praising God. So they took me to the back with a prayer um, altar leader, and she was saying, you know, let's pray so that the Spirit can come upon you, um, like the book of Acts. And I didn't really understand that, but she took me in the room, and it was uh, my sister also felt overwhelmed by the spirit of joy and so was her friend. So we always in the back and we was praying and calling on the name of God and it, it went on for a few hours and then all of a sudden it was like a bright light came upon me and um, and I, it, I saw like an image of Jesus and my words of praise and worship that was English changed into a supernatural new language that I did not know but it was as if it was like an African language um, that no one in that room knew, but they, you know, they were the prayer leader was smiling and, and worshiping God and said, "Thank you, Jesus." You know, and then she let me later on let me know that you have received um, the baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire, according to Acts. What happened in the book of Acts, chapter two, verses one through four. And at a later date, later date, you should go in to read that. That was the um, first witness of when the Holy Spirit made contact and infilled in man um, after Jesus had promised them before he ascended to heaven that the Holy Spirit would come and they should wait. And when he comes, they would know it would be like fire. So the book of Acts pretty much says that the Holy Spirit came and rested on them like tongues of fire. And, and that is the sign of that the Holy Spirit is infilling in you. Um, and that was July 14, 1996. So I will never forget the birth of um, my ministry and the birth of, My love for medicine and the birth of my Christian walk with God. Since that time, since that time, I've always made sure to put God first, share his gospel salvation, and to always, always uh, speak free about my love for God and also my love for um, studying medicine. But I never really knew that I could do both after going through many years um, tuggling back and forth. But as I confirmed in Resume the Pursuit episode, I shared with you that God... I finally heard God clearly that he had called me in to study medicine, to be a medical doctor, and to share his gospel. So he wants us in the workplace. He wants us in the marketplace. He wants his children in all areas, the field of ministry um, and medicine. Some people think, you know, if you're an evangelist or a minister, you just need to stay in the pulpit. That's where you belong. You don't belong in no other sector. But as we see what's going on in the world today, that some areas are... Um, contaminated with just one track-sided people, we need a balance of people in all sectors. And just like God was telling me, he wants us in the marketplace. He wants us to um, share the gospel. And the scripture says that blessed are the feet of those who share the gospel. So that means you don't share the gospel sitting down in your room and just talking to God by yourself and just keeping what God reveals to yourself. Um, No, you share the gospel and you spread it by traveling with your feet to a different location to to say the goodness of the Lord, what the Lord has done for you, what God has revealed to you, warnings, you know, about things that are not safe and things of that nature. So I am forever grateful that I was able to experience um the beloved Dorothy, my mom, who was a pioneer and trailblazer of medicine ministry in my heart. And I'm able to, you know, carry on the torch that she left. But she's no longer with us, and she's gone off to be with the Lord. Um, Since 2018, uh, the Lord called her home after she battled um, a a battle with cancer. But we won't focus on cancer because we know that the Lord is in control and that he um, had a special time and a place for her and that um, her work and her life will never be forgotten. And I am currently drafting a book that I would do in her honor. And so stay tuned for that as well. But I, I am so thankful that um, you tuned in today. And until next time, we will continue on with the fire of the Lord. To God be the glory. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to The Medical Evangelist today. I am happy I can be transparent, real and down to earth with you as I share my passion, life, opinion, and or research on a subject matter. Until next show, God bless you.